Hey, this is Daniel from Markers on the Map. This week we've got tons of news including Fall Guys Season 2, the PS5 Teardown, and much more. Then we'll tell you a little about some moments in games that gave us a scare. After that we'll talk about Dead Rising and the new Star Wars Squadrons. All that and more is coming right up. Follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Close your eyes, if you will, and come with me on a journey, okay? Um, to the magical land of 2019. Now, it was a simpler time. Uh, let's say we're in November, and we have the smell of fresh biscuits uh, cooking in the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, your meat of choice, because I'd say turkey, but turkey is kind of bland. Um, <laughs> some pumpkin pie or your okay. dessert of choice and you're you're having a great time it's fall everything is is going good um, I don't remember what came out last fall oh, I know what came out last fall but we'll, we'll get to that um, we're, now you want to go play some games okay All so right. you turn on the yeah. obvious game you turn on Borderlands 3 and you're All like, right. oh boy, can't wait to play, uh, can't wait to play some Borderlands Three. Good old Thanksgiving, I know, right? <laughs> I know where this is going. Now, since it's Halloween, we need to open <laughs> this show with a nightmare. That nightmare being that the Borderlands Three Halloween event went all the way until like the beginning of December last year. <laughs> I I have no idea why they did that. Yeah. So, welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, a gaming adventure where we have a vast open world and we travel between old and new to talk about our favorite games and what's new in the world of gaming. My name's Daniel, and I'm here as always with Robert. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Uh, days normal as usual. How's your day? Pretty good. Been kind of busy. Um, kind of tired, but we got a show to do and we got a lot of things to talk about. Um, oh, quick update. I did find those, uh, Reese's peanut butter, uh, white chocolate ghosts and I bought two bags. You so, bought two whole bags of those? Two whole bags and I'm almost done with one of the bags because they're, they're so scrum diddly Oh, oh boy. When are, the, when are the bags good for? I mean, they're probably good for a while, but I'll probably have some more. It's like the only Halloween candy I eat. Man, I, I should have known you're gonna go to that whole Borderlands thing. Yeah, we got to talk about Bro- Borderlands. Um, <laughs> that I did not see that coming. Borderlands Three is a game that's near and dear to both of us, and we are planning at, at some point doing a massive episode about it. But right now, we're just gonna talk about the the Bloody Harvest Halloween event, and um, yeah. It, it starts today and I go, think goes through like November 5th. But last year it started on like the 23rd of October and it went through like December, which was weird. Yeah, it was like the last week of October, which makes sense. It was like Halloween. But then it went through all the month of November. So it's like, you're right. Like I'm out here eating 
turkey and ham and all this but all of a sudden oh, i'm gonna go play a christmas theme game because thanksgiving and christmas and new year kind of roll around into like one major big holiday and then it's just like oh it's still the halloween event thing and you can't you couldn't really turn it off yeah it was before they had the option to where you could turn special events off so you were fighting against like the ghosts and like captain haunt all the way through like the entirety of fall basically and 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 almost to christmas and then they didn't do a christmas event they just did some shift codes for like uh loot or cosmetics or yeah. stuff like that so um there was that um the event itself was not bad it had a cool new area and yeah. a, an interesting enough boss fight and it introduced maurice who's all right as a character i just didn't feel like doing it or just seeing it on the screen after, you know, the first week of November. Uh, especially since Borderland 2 had the, like, Thanksgiving, like... Yeah, they mi- had the Headhunter DLC. DLC. Yeah, so it's like, they could have done some of the same thing for this one as well, for number three, but... Who knows, I don't know. Well, I mean, as long as you're, you know, canceling on the 5th, which is pretty early November, so that's pretty good. Yeah. I'd, I'd appreciate uh, different events, too, than the ones they've done already. Because with the PS5 upgrade and everything, it seems like they're going to take Borderlands 3 through at least another year of content. They're adding a new skill tree. Uh, I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, They've still only shown Flax with the uh, Loaderbot skill tree. But uh, Mm -hmm. it it looks like there might be some more content down the future. I I don't know if they'll do expansions or or, or whatnot, but I'm imagining they will. Is it a safe bet? Uh I, I say it's a safe bet yeah. to bring back at least the seasonal stuff back, but I'm not sure if... It, realistically, what other holiday... I guess the St. Patrick's Day one, I guess? Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be holiday DLC. It could be just another story-based DLC. There's still a lot of things that they haven't you know, covered yet that I think yeah. would benefit from that. I think 3 added more questions yeah. than answers to the whole lore Borderlands. Yeah, so me and you have spent, uh, we've both spent at least 300 hours on this game over the past year, since it it did just turn a year old a couple weeks ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd consider it to be one of my favorite games of all time, honestly, so the more they add to it, the better. And um, the 60 frames that's supposedly coming with the the PS5 update, and of course better loading times, is going to take a game that's, you know, good and make it better. I yeah, with I think they really need to fix on that loading time. Yeah. It takes too long for the menu. I wish it was a little bit more snappy. Yeah, we know with the the PS5 that better load times is a thing. So I'm yeah. hoping that not just backwards compatibility but this PS5 update that it's getting will help. Um because honestly, it's a great game. Yeah. We we will in the future discuss our our whole yeah. entire saga of this game and the issues we have with it, but I I just want to make sure that that our listeners know that we really like this game. <laughs> it's it's a it's a, a save for later. Yeah. So, with that being said, on to this week's news. Um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is getting remastered. That is an old PS3 uh, game. Uh, I have never played that one. Have you? Uh, no. So, Hot Pursuit is kind of like. From what I gather, and I didn't want to play it back in the day, but from what I gather, it's like the precursor to Rivals. And Rivals was one of my favorite PS4 games. It was 
the second PS4 game I got. So I'm actually interested in this. I got I confused Rivals and Hot Pursuit. I confused those two. Oh. I thought they were one in the same game. But like you said, it is like Hot Pursuit is the is the first one, and the Rivals I guess is like the sort of sequel to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel, how you feel about them. I mean, the game's not that old. I mean, we see like remakes or re enhanced versions from like I guess the PS2 era right now. But how do you feel about hitting like the PS3 era? This is like a late PS3 game, right? Yeah. Well, I guess what I should say is that I'm not surprised considering there's a two-year-old Spider-Man game that's getting remastered next month. Yeah. So, nothing at this point surprises me. Uh, I man, I just don't know how I feel about like taking games that are still new and still in fresh. It's like if they took the newest God of War and then remade that. It's like that game's still new. Yeah. I don't think it's outdated. Well, it's it's two years old, so it's getting to that point where they might want to remake it, right? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, it's a PS3 game, so it makes sense to, I guess, not remake it. It's just a, 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 a HD version of it. It's not a whole remake of it. Yeah, I mean, like it makes remaster. sense because you can't do backwards compatibility with PS3 games on either console, PS4 or PS5, because um, they did confirm 1 and 3 won't be on a PS5. I'm saying this. They need to release Metal Gear Solid 4 for PS5. They should, re- shouldn't re- they? Remake that. Did yeah, they ever release that. it for PS4? No, they should just re remaster it and just release it for PS4, yeah. PS5. So, there's that. Um, another little, well, big piece of news, I guess, is that Cyberpunk 2077 has gone gold. It's ready to be shipped. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it ain't going platinum. It's going double uranium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole Dave Chappelle reference but you're just gonna skip that I also like I gotta say that to catch you off guard but uh, going gold I forgot what that meant that's not like the game sold gold but I, I don't know the term of it going oh that's gold. when it's ready to be shipped if they're like printing the discs it's done now everything oh, okay. is kind of like working on patches or updates or fixes to it and you know the ga- a game of this caliber is gonna have like multiple week one patches Man, I heard. Yeah, I heard that there's probably most like how how big you think the day one patch is gonna be? Probably a a decent handful of gigs. Uh, would you say it's in the double digits or in the single digits? I would say it's probably gonna be in the double digits for a day one patch. I, I'm not an expert 11. here. Eleven. I would say eleven, somewhere around there. Well, if it's anything like Avengers was, there'll be multiple double digit patches on the first week. I remember when Avengers came out and I got the the premium digital edition or whatever, there were mm-hmm. multiple patches before the game's official release, and I was getting aggravated that I had to wait like half an hour for a 10 gigabyte patch every time I turned the game on. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk, though, that's, that's a game that I'm interested in, but in no rush to play. Because, yeah. you know, The Witcher 3, also by CD Projekt Red... Um, benefited from from patches and i played that one from day one and it it got better over time um cyberpunk just i'm not i'm really interested but at the same time i don't know i don't know if i'll like it it's a first person rpg it's not worth the interest of dropping the full price for it it's like if i could get it maybe early i guess only me borrowed it you would try it but it's not worth like you shelling out the money because you have of course you have other games you would try like crash and all that yeah so there's that big news of the day 
is that Fall Guys Season 2 has launched. It's medieval themed, so we got wizards and knights and dragons. And I think this is one of the first things um, that we're coming back to on the show that we were talking about. Oh, it's being announced and released, and now it's out. Um, Fall Guys Season 2. I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't know how I feel about the season two because you know how, like, I just don't know how I feel about the whole night theme. Yeah. I'm not really big into that, but I mean, I, I want the wizard suit. Yeah, so, whole bunch of new cosmetics. There's new patch updates that, or like patch notes, I should say, where they're saying you can choose, like, playlists now. Um, I guess if you are in a team, you'll all it'll show you all falling together um when it's loading mm-hmm. you up into a game now there's new nameplates and stuff um brand new costumes they said new collaborations there'll be like 20 crowns in the battle pass this time or you know the season leveling system um four new games with more to come these mm-hmm. are uh night fever and opening round race with lots of like medieval obstacles and everything there's wall guys which is that one they showed in the trailer where you kind of have to like push the staircases in order to um create paths for people and that could you could help or hinder people in that way there is egg siege which is a new egg siege. yes it's a new medieval based egg gathering game which oh boy Ugh. i hope it's more fun than egg scramble because that's, that ain't it chief I don't like none of the team-based games. Yeah, and then there's Hoopsie Champions, I think it's called, which is like Hoopsie Daisy, except it's a single-player version. So it'll probably be kind of a, a more a round with less people, as opposed to Night Fever, which is going to be like an opening round, ideally. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I got to level 35 on Season 1, so I could get the, the blue faceplate and called it a day i only got to the hot dog because i was like out of this the path i just wanted the hot dog Ooh, i like the hot dog and speaking of yeah. the hot dog um the fall guys team announced that there'd be like merch today and mm-hmm. some of the merch is like uh they don't have plushes yet but they've got like t-shirts and like pins and patches and stuff and stickers and all that and they have the hot dog <laughs> i mean they need to make a six foot tall hot dog plush I think someone someone would buy uh, that. Oh yeah, because the Fall Guys are six feet tall, six foot tall. Yeah, um, Fall Guys hot dog. That would be funny. That would be great. And then what I heard from a friend, uh, this is just like I don't know, but from what I heard is that like you know how like rarities with skins and all that. Yeah. I guess the uh, crash test dummy one yeah. is rare, and I only know one person who has it. Me. And I'm directly, yeah, I'm directly speaking to him because it's you. You're the only person I know personally that has that crash dummy. That means skin. I'm the only person you know personally that played the beta. Yeah, because they're like, I told them that I was like, yeah, it was only for beta players, and they're like, really? I was like, yeah, I was like, my friend got it, and I'm really jealous because I like that skin. The um, the the weird thing about the beta is that the PS4 version of the beta did not work. Like, I only got to do, like, one round over two weekends, basically, because it really was kind of broken. But the way mm-hmm. they distributed the codes is that the Fall Guys had a Twitch uh, stream open. And, like, every, like, 30 seconds, they posted a new code. So I had to sit on PSN and, like, type in the codes as soon as they popped up. And on the third one, I got it because, you know, Oof. I managed to get it fast enough, I guess. 
I mean, it got a pretty cool uh, skin out of it. That's just what I want to say. That's yeah, a really I, good I didn't skin. know the skin was a thing until after I had gotten it. I'm like, oh, what's this yeah. skin from? They they also gave out like a new like purple unicorn horn and like a skirt for free. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I was uh, alerted to that fact the other night. So, uh, you're still waiting on those Cajun fries, right? Oh yes, they showed the Cajun fries on the season one update trailer. Yet we still have no Cajun fries costume. I've never seen it. It's it's like the French fries, except it's a green box, and the fries look like they're seasoned. I've like even in game, I've never seen it. Oh yeah, they they haven't released like, it yet. Skin at all? Yeah, we'd know if it we'd know if it was released because it's probably legendary oh, yeah. skin. Well, there's that. We'll get into that. I'm sure we'll have some updates on Fall Guys because it's ton of fun. Um, But this past weekend, some Japanese YouTubers got to go hands-on with the PS5. So Mm -hmm. we got some footage from, I believe, Astro's Playroom and Godfall. Um, Someone might have done Devil May Cry, but I was really only interested in seeing footage of the new games. Um, Mm -hmm. Immediately, Astro's Playroom really looks awesome because they just had a demonstration of like what happens when you when you die in that game a little picture yeah. of astro comes on the screen and within a second you're back to playing it's just awesome that it can go that fast it's crazy it's not a load time anymore it's just a quick uh i guess like frame of just like a picture of your character and then it's back to the game yeah and um this is a free game that comes with the ps5 it's pre-installed at 2.6 gigabytes i want to say they said Astro's Playroom will take about two to four hours. I think it was two to four hours, or maybe four to five. I don't know. Um, and that's probably not getting all the trophies or anything. It's probably just going through. So it's pretty good for a free pack-in game, right? I mean, yeah, four hours pack-in game. It's installed with it. That's pretty good. And, you know, we, we didn't get something like that with the PS4. I know they had, like, the Playroom, but I think that was more in tune with... With the camera. Yeah, with the camera. Um not even the switch came with the pack-in game no the ds did though it had that weird like face game where like you took photos of your face and then we'll put on like weird targets and you like shoot them which i'm surprised the switch, oh the three i mean with the whole camera yeah the three because i was like, like the camera. ds the original ds came with metroid prime hunters first hunt which was an amazing demo of the uh metroid prime game for the for the nintendo ds nintendo tends to do that cool pack-in game stuff not for the Switch, though. Not that for was, the Switch. Mm, uh, one, two Switch uh, should have been a pack-in game. Just say it. Yeah, maybe a, maybe like a, a three-game mode of that. Like, mm-hmm. here's just to try it out. Or the full game, because <laughs> I honestly think that should have been a pack-in game. Yeah. There's there's 16 mini-games on it, and you can play them all in like, you know, half an hour. True. I got like Smash I got my Switch when Smash Bros. came out. Oh yeah. So I, I guess that was my packing game. I, I mean, I, I brought I, I bought Breath of the Wild and Bomberman with mine. But uh and I think Comico or Fast RMX both came out on day 1 too. So, you know, there was stuff to play, but you had to pay for it. In addition to PS Oh yeah, Godfall. Um a little bit of Godfall gameplay from those Japanese YouTubers and this game looks incredible and every time i see it it looks better and better it looks more and more satisfying they showed kind of some of the combat there's not much to say yet i don't really know the story of godfall but i'm really interested in this looter slasher 
from Gearbox, <laughs> who also make Borderlands. It's true. Uh, I mean, what's crazy about it, too, the whole idea of just, like, yeah, you're seeing it on YouTube or wherever you see it on. It could be anything. Yeah. And it's it's not even... That's not how it looks like. It'll look better. Because it has to, obviously, like, basically, like, cramp it down to, to fit the format, whatever you're watching it on. So it's, like, it's much better in person. And that's what I'm just... I don't know if I'm ready for that. Because you see, it's like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. And then, like... When you actually get it, and you're gonna play it, it's gonna look completely different in a good way. It's gonna be like, oh man, this is great. This is 4K resolution. I am excited for Godfall. I'm probably gonna get it as my launch title along with uh, Miles Morales, and we'll see about Demon Souls. I just don't know if I want to drop 70 on something that's gonna frustrate me right off the bat. I mean, if they like with was uh, it Sekiro, you you kind of question the whole getting a game that just frustrates you. Yeah. So we'll see. Demon Souls has multiplayer or in co-op, basically. That that could help. Yeah. Sekiro didn't, but I digress. The PS5 also got torn apart yesterday by a, a gentleman on the PlayStation uh, YouTube channel who did the teardown. Shows us the ins and outs of the PS5, and it looks like it's crazy, man. I think the guy. I actually, I, 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 I want to try it's a very Japanese name, but I think he's the president of like the design team. He is. Think I think that's what he is. I think he's the president of the design team. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I think that's who he is. I think I heard something like that. Not sure, but I think that's what he is. But uh, what were your initial thoughts like when you first saw it in person? Like not even the teardown, just like seeing the console right there, like actual size, and then he says the dimensions of the console. What was your thoughts? I think that the thing that should stand out to most people when they first see the PS5 is that it's a massive console. Yeah. Um, It's also very sleek looking. I don't care mm-hmm. if people think it looks like an old router. I think it looks really cool. It's got this whole future box look, and that's what I was hoping for when they showed it. Um, We did test podcasts before we started recording, and I said, well, I hope this looks like a future box. And, oh, well, yeah, it does. <laughs> uh. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, at first, I was kind of just not, I didn't say I hate it, but I was just kind of like on edge about it a bit. I was like, eh, I don't know. I was like, kind of does kind of weird. But then it kind of grew on me. I liked it. After like seeing it a couple times, I was like, you know what? It's like, I get it. I was like, I get the point of it. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it, it's big though. It's 15 inches tall. It's it's a big boy. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's got a lot of parts that I don't know what they do in it. And <laughs> they showed the SSD, and everybody's excited about that. They showed the liquid, liquid metal. metal. Yeah, the whole T-1000. I, mean, like I know T-1000. the liquid metal is for, you know, probably cooling or something. But I just it's think for, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. I, I think it's for, like, the, it's, it's supposed to replace, like, the thermal paste. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's a much better solution as thermal paste doesn't last that long. It only lasts for a couple of years. You realistically should replace every console thermal paste every so often you shouldn't just leave it the way it is because it'll eventually dry up and not work anymore i mean i'd be afraid to take this thing apart after watching that guy take it apart yeah i say with this one you probably don't want unless obviously you're confident and you've done it before which i say a small portion of people probably have done it with liquid metal you should try it but i would not do this like as a first try i would take this somewhere else just to get it done yeah um and then there is also the kind of newsy bit that um the ps5 doesn't really make all that much noise nor does it get all that hot no with the heat sink which they showed in the teardown it's massive it's pretty big 
uh, that helps with the cooling. And it's being really quiet is helped with the, the fan. Yeah. That massive fan, which is like, what, it's like 15 centimeters or something? I forgot how big it it's is. It's pretty big. And then just look at the uh, PS4, how much noise that thing makes. I barely turn it on. Like, I barely turn mine on. And it's like the original one. And it's like, even just like background video play, you can hear it. And then obviously when I play something like God of War, that thing just shoots off like yeah. a dang jet. So then there's that. But we've still got more PlayStation news for you. We have the trophies update. Um, your level can now go up to 999 instead of 99 for trophies. And I mean, I am, I, I try to go for a lot of platinums. I wouldn't call myself someone who is concerned with the overall trophy level, but I mean, mine jumped from like 24 to like 337 last night. <laughs> I mean, like say 24 was already a high enough level, like the original, but now you're in the good 300s almost, I would say you're almost in the 400s. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate that I can't merge my two PSN accounts because between the two of them, I have 38 plats. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping this is enough to get me to the silver rank when the PS5 trophy icon leveling system happens because yeah, to have gotten 27 platinums on this particular account and still be in bronze would be kind of odd. That would be a bummer. I mean... You say that, like, you wish you can merge your accounts, but you never know. I always thought that Destroy Humans Remake was never possible because the game wasn't... It was memorable and it was popular enough, but I don't think it was enough to justify a whole remake of it. But uh, look look where we're at. We got it. Oh, so, yeah. Maybe in the future. It's never zero. I mean, they let you change your PS, PSN name, so maybe in the future an account merger will, will be a thing. And they said, like, oh, that's impossible. You can't. We can't change your name. They're like, oh, we can, but, you know, here are the side effects, but it's possible. And... Surprise, more PS5 news, or PlayStation <laughs> news in general, I should say. Um, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is coming out uh, next Friday. It's the online co-op multiplayer, like, mythical version of Ghost of Tsushima. And they're releasing the update along with a patch for the game. It includes New Game Plus, which is something I've been wanting since the game came out in July. To be able to replay it from the start with all the abilities unlocked. Man, I just want to know, which it's probably guaranteed, but PS5 update. Would you replay this New Game Plus PS5 update? Dude, I would game? play this New Game Plus before PS5 update and after PS5 update. It just, it's that good. Yeah, it's really good. It'll probably show up on my top 10 next month. I mean, when Red Dead 2 dropped, I said it. Oh, I wish there was a samurai game like this, a sandbox samurai game like the style of Red Dead. And then next thing you know, here comes this game. Oh, man. And just... I, I know I'll be talking about Ghost of Tsushima here soon, especially with the multiplayer um, coming out. So, like, probably probably sometime towards the end of the month, I'll, I'll slip some Ghost of Tsushima discussion in here. But, man, what a... I can't get... I haven't been able to get over that game since I beat it. It's, I mean, it's, it's probably up there with... I mean, with the sale, it's on sale too, which is yeah. pretty crazy, but it's $40 right now, I think. 45. It is. It's 25% off. 45 yeah, it's yeah. like 25% off, so that's pretty good. And the game is not that... I want to say it's not new, but it's not that old either. It came yeah. out It came out this year. Do yourself a, fla- uh, a favor, um, listener, and play Ghost of Tsushima if you have a PS4. For Honor's also getting a next-gen update. 
I don't know if it's a full-on update or patch for next-gen, but you're going to be able to carry over everything, um, run the game at 60 frames. Now, I, I'm not sure if you can run it at 60 on a PS4 Pro because I don't have a PS4 Pro, but um, it's guaranteed to be running at 60 on uh, the PS5. I'm sure it's kind of a similar situation to what Siege is going through, right? You think? It's Ubisoft, so... Oh, yeah. it's. I don't think they're going to do a whole reset on your account. They're just going to easily transfer it, yeah. Everything will be smooth. So, speaking of Ubisoft, there's been some Siege news, some Rainbow Six Siege news. It's quick news, but um, they, the mid-season update's happening, which they call it the 3.3 update now. I don't think they call it the mid-season anymore, but... The big news with this one, with this season, Shadow Legacy, was uh, Chachanka, which is one of the Russian operators, one of the original, like, 16 characters, is getting a full rework. Um, and I think he's the first one to get it. Like, complete rework where he's original, I guess, playstyle, where you you had his LMG uh, mounted on a whole, like, just, like, turret, and then you couldn't really, you really weren't mobile with it, you were just kind of stuck in an area. And I feel like with them kind of changing the meta with the game and everything obviously changing, they decided to, you know what? Yes, he's a, they hesitated. He was an icon, obviously. Like, people like him because he was just the character that everyone interpreted as, like, he's the god of this game. Just as, like, a funny joke meme, like, a whole community thing. But they're like, well, it's time for a rework. And so now his rework, uh, he has a new ability as, like, he has a new weapon to use. And then his LMG is now his main primary, or you can choose his uh, secondary, like, SMG primary. And then his rework, it goes live for the PC players, for the TS servers, uh, today for October 8th. And if you're a PC player, like, I envy you because of that, because, like, I, I really envy PC players because of the TS, uh, the test server people, because just, like, they get to try out content pretty early. And try out these like new things and and really get feedback to like Ubisoft to tell them like yeah this works this doesn't this is great this is bad, but uh, the rework was pretty much was somewhat announced for the beginning of this year and then when they didn't drop a lot of people were concerned like oh he he won't be dropping this season it'll be some a later season but no he's still being dropped for a Shadow Legacy but for the midway point basically. So is he being reworked because he's too strong or because he's I mean, you say he's like the god of siege, so I'm assuming it's, he's getting reworked because he's strong. No, so Chachanka, in in realistic terms, as everyone is pretty much mobile, but when he's on his turn, he's just kind of stuck there. He can't move. So ah. when you're just a sitting duck, and then someone just just comes in and they see you, if you're not quick enough, like obviously they can get the upper hand on you. All this, like I said, the meta's just changed. So a they're lot buffing from the original him. game. Basically, it's meant to really buff him to kind of keep him up to date. Uh, I think I'm not sure. And what's what I don't get either too is that PC got the two uh, 3.2 update, but console's not getting the 3.2 update. They're only gonna they're gonna skip to the 3.3 one. Oh, it's weird that they would skip it instead of just release it later. You know, like a like a game like going out of early access. Um would get uh, a console release of going out of early access the 1.0 patch like maybe a couple months down the line like risk of rain's gonna have something like that yeah i don't know it's, it's just weird that they did it i said like, i don't know it's kind of the first time they're kind of doing things so it is kind of weird but it's not that big of a change like, it just changed a couple things here and there but i guess they could just save it for the 3.3 update mm-hmm. 
it would make sense there. All right. A uh, couple more things we got this week. Bug Snacks, PS5 launch title. What more can we say? I think uh, Bug Snacks rhymes with Knack because I think this is the Knack successor. This is definitely the Knack successor, I'm just saying. Because, I mean, like I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of do like, I'm digging the game. It does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a, they compare it to Pokemon Snap in the uh, new in an article that was written on i think ign they they're comparing it to pokemon snap i'm like okay i still think it has that like it's a horror game secretly they're yeah. just they're secret hiding secret it. horror game mark my words <laughs> i've been i didn't i say that when we watched the, the, the reveal trailer of it Yes, it was like it was all nice and happy, but then it has like a weird monster come up. You're like, oh, this looks like some weird like. It's like I guess you compare it to like Five Nights at Freddy's, where at first it looks like harmless, but then it's like secretly this like horror game that has like crazy things that goes on with it. I guess the mystery will be revealed when Bug Snacks launches on November twelfth. <laughs> um, Rambo, Mortal Kombat eleven, it's happening. Yes uh stallone i think i think it's i think it's versus stallone as well who's voicing it oh it is i think it might be because i don't know if they could get someone that sounds like him to do that voice well it'd be cool if he did it'd be real cool of him to do that uh not only with rambo but melina and rain were also announced for this combat pack and uh, uh, number two i think it is it looks like these are the final characters i'm assuming yeah because this so for PS4 and Xbox, you, uh, they're getting the whole like PS5 like upgrade and all that, like yeah. a free upgrade. But they are releasing another physical version of Mortal Kombat. It's called... I forgot what it's called. Is it, it might Ultimate be or com- something? I think it is Ultimate. I think it's Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and it comes with like Pack 1, Pack 2, and then like uh, Aftermath uh, DLC. So this might be the final one. Mortal Kombat 11 feels like the mature property crossover version of Smash Bros. Where you have Spawn and, you know, uh, Terminator and now Rambo. It's kind of like a, a who's who Robocop. of your... Oh yeah, it has Robocop. It's like a who's who of your 80s and 90s like action movies almost. I mean, I, I, I'm i for it. Who was who doesn't want a game where you can fight as like imagine if they added like the T one thousand from Terminator two. Oh yeah. And you can fight them off Didn't as like Gears of War have that? Oh, they have the original T eight hundred Terminator. Which we like speaking of that, last year they did have a lot of Terminator like stuff. Yeah, you you couldn't you couldn't look at any games without finding another Terminator um crossover. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat started it's like, Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat, you know, you get the Terminator and then like Gears of War. And some other game, and then we kept saying, "What if Terminators announced for it, Smash?" It was Bros. some fighting game, right? From was it was it? Um, darn, I can't remember. I know they did it. I know. in Mortal Kombat and then Gears of War, but there was another one. I I know I'm not losing it here. It's, I think it is Smash Bros. Imagine. Oh yeah, it's well announced for Smash Bros. They've got four character slots left in Fighters Pass Two, so you could have uh, the Terminator. Um, and, you know, three other things. And Waluigi's never happening, because he's in the system. <laughs> but if Waluigi does happen, I want Ashley in, because she's cool. Uh, I mean, oh, we did announce, uh, Steve. I wonder who they will add. I'm so I'm still, I'm a big fan of Rocky Road in Smash. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm for Rocky Road if they want to do Rocky put him, Road. 
Put him. I mean, like I said, once they put Steve, anything's possible. Yeah. Don't nothing's out of the picture. All right. So speaking of Switch news, Nintendo did a Treehouse Live um, this week. They did new gameplay for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, where they showed uh, Urbosa gameplay and then some Link gameplay kind of some of the customization features and map features and they confirmed without the shadow of a doubt my most requested feature for this game and that my friend is that your weapons do not break like they do in breath of the wild i did hear that and um, i knew it was like oh i know daniel's gonna be uh happy about this one yes but like again why would your weapons break in a warrior's game i don't know but they don't which is cool because that's like the most miserable thing about Breath of the Wild is that your weapons break in a couple of hits and it's just for for me weapon durability is a sore spot or repairing your weapons in something like Fallout 4 no Fallout 4 I don't think has it might I know New Vegas and 3 do but I've never played those and like Outer Worlds I believe has like you have to repair your weapons I don't like that Imagine in Borderlands Three, you shoot oh, a gun no. like four times, and all of a sudden you have to go take no. it to get prepared. Don't, yeah, like don't that give would them ideas. Be worse, no. But I think honestly, now that you bring that up, I think that's why I didn't like the Prince of Persia uh, sequels after Sands of Time that much. Those had weapon durability. Yes, a sp- well, Warrior Within had a main weapon. You had your main sword, but you could hold a secondary. But it was like it would break like pretty often like uh-huh. you have to get new ones here and there so it did kind of like yes but with warrior uh i mean that were two thrones that one i didn't like i liked everything but the weapons because all you had was the dagger was your permanent weapon hmm. your swords and all that were had durability so they would break over time uh-huh. so it, it would it would suck when i'm like oh, i'm just stuck with the sand dagger and i can't really do like yeah it's a dagger and it kind of acts like a sword but i would prefer to have like a, a full-length sword instead of the sand dagger mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm not for weapon durability that's a no-no yeah i just feel like it, it stops the flow of the game you're like oh i'm doing it and then, oh weapons broken you have to oh yeah go get it fixed outer, outer worlds i had a problem with that because i'm pretty sure you had to like spend currency to you know repair things it's like come on let me just oh yeah i get that it's an rpg but please let me disable it <laughs> let me give us more accessibility features for the game developers should give us more accessibility features for this type of thing i feel like with breath of the wild 2 they're probably i don't i don't know if I, i'm guessing they'll probably get rid of it i feel like enough people complain oh, about it hopefully. they might still keep it or at least make it maybe optional. it's not as yeah make it not so bad i guess like don't make it that often i guess you can use it a little bit longer than it was in the original but i feel like they might just get rid of it because i feel like enough people pretty much complained about it it is pretty bad mm-hmm Oh, and they also showed that uh, you can play as Zelda, and she uses her Sheikah Slate, which is like the Breath of the Wild version of a Nintendo Switch, to like take pictures of enemies, and that's how she fights them. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I imagine if the Switch had a camera. Oh, maybe the Switch I've, Pro that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the Switch Pro rumor, because I feel like with that, with you mentioned that it has a camera, and then I just thought about the 3DS. I was like, what if they do add a camera to the Switch? Oh, man switch pro or whatever it's called the the heavily rumored new console revision we'll have to wait and see (laughs) about that um also at the treehouse they discussed pikmin 3 a little uh pikmin 3 Mm -hmm. deluxe is coming out on the 30th i think um because i think cadence of hyrule comes out on the 23rd 
Um, I didn't watch the treehouse. I just kind of read the key points. There's some new difficulties added. Um, Piccolopedia, which gives you information on the enemies or objects you encounter. But I should have quite a bit to say about this game next week, actually. Or not next week, because next week we're doing a special. But uh, yes. I'll probably touch upon it um, towards the end of the month because they released the demo. So if you want to check out Pikmin 3 uh, Deluxe for the Switch, you can go to the eShop right now. They've got a free demo up. Uh, I don't know how long it is, but I know mm-hmm. that your save data will transfer to the finished product at the end of the month. So it wouldn't be Nintendo news without a <clears throat> Nintendo Direct rumor, would it? No, I wouldn't be. What's a markers on the mess without a rumor? Yeah, gotta have our Switch rumors. This one is for Marshadow's Haunted Quest. In this RTS Lite Pokemon spinoff, Marshadow takes center stage. The long-awaited follow-up to Advance Wars Days of Ruin is finally here in the form of a Pokemon story. Marshadow finds himself going ghost-toe to ghost-toe with the likes of Gengar, Duskinor, and Chandelure as he and his team... Your selection of five from a pool of over 200 exciting Pokemon go deeper and deeper into the ghostly keep of Nightburst Town. Customize your classes and equip each of your Pokemon teammates with their strongest moves. Use new Ghost Fusion to combine Pokemon into never-before-seen hybrids and unleash jaw-dropping spectral attacks. Create custom maps to share with friends and the world with a near-endless selection of tiles, effects, and enemies. And the story is just the start. Play as the ghost forces themselves in the game's ghost gauntlet campaign, using everything you can to beat down Marshadow and his pals. Engage for hours in the online battle mode where special maps are curated for exciting competitive multiplayer. Raise your rank high enough and a sneaky Mimikyu will appear, leading to an epic online quest to defeat him in his Gigantamax form. With plenty of surprises and a year's worth of free and paid DLC, Marshadow's haunted quest is sure to scare up some fun. This, uh, I'm intrigued, and I'll tell you why I'm intrigued. All right, lay it on me. This is rumored to be from the team that did Advance Wars Days of Ruin, and that is, like, this very un-Nintendo-like Nintendo game. It's, like, the fourth Advance Wars game. It's very dark and, like, warlike and weird, and I don't even think it got released in Japan. Okay. Um, I think it was just America and UK. I could be wrong, but I... One country it didn't get released in. So to have them uh, release a Pokemon game, I like that. That's pretty good. I mean, like I said earlier, ever since they announced Steve. I mean, I feel like we're living in the era where, honestly, nothing's out of the picture with this game generation. Like, if you think about it and there's enough support for it, it's possible. So, I mean, nothing's out of the picture with this one, man. Well, before we get to games this week, we... Have a few little things we want to talk about because it's October. So Mm -hmm. we have both had a moment or two that really stood out to us when we were playing a game and we were like surprised or scared. So why don't you go first? (laughs) So uh, this is general for games that aren't particularly having like they're not scary. They're not horror games, but they're just creepy things that happen to us or just any glitches in game that kind of freaked us out. Uh, one that I can remember is when I was maybe five, I was five years old, I had a Super Nintendo and I had Super Mario All-Stars. So I had the whole collection. Um, I mean, as a five-year-old, I didn't take care of my games that well. So I would do the whole, you know, blow into the cartridge and all that. 
uh don't do that that ruins it but you know being a, a naive five-year-old i went i believe it was my brother's room and i hooked up the system did all that switched it on nothing happens just a black screen and i'm like huh that's weird i was like usually when he does it it turns on so i'm like doing all that and i i'm guessing i probably accidentally hit it i don't know if it was my foot or with an arm but i hit the cartridge and then all of a sudden this tv just goes into a weird like static mode and i didn't realize the volume was up all the way and it's like doing this weird like pattern static weird colors and all it does is play uh, one of the Bowser battle music from the remake of the first Mario game on that uh, collection. So as a five-year-old, that's pretty scary when you just see your TV doing weird patterns on the screen, being super loud and playing a song that I, maybe just from experience, I find it a little creepy. Maybe because of the health thing made me find a little bit creepy. But I remember I just got up and I like just ran out the room. I don't remember who went in to turn it off. I don't know if I had the courage enough to go back in to turn it off, but uh eventually like you know it was it was turned off and i had to put the volume back down but it's just one of those things where it's like it's weird that a game that you wouldn't really expect like it's a mario game to have a creepy moment like that which still i still remember to this day and i remember how it went down yeah so mine is a little more embarrassing probably um i mean it makes sense when you told me about it it makes sense about (laughs) going ahead so um when i my first game system was a game boy color and i think Mm -hmm. it was the first christmas i had it which was uh after i turned six um i got a copy of the donkey kong country for the game boy color because they released a version of that on game boy color and you know it was pretty hard for me as a six-year-old to even beat the first couple of levels because i was new to gaming at that point um i i was you know i was six before i had my own game boy color but i made it probably a couple like days maybe a week later to aquatic ambience and i thought it was real cool that like donkey kong and diddy kong were swimming and everything cool whatever and then the first time you know the game boy color doesn't have a lit up screen right it's not backlit so i went on to that level and i was at my house and one of the octopus enemies came rolling on the screen and i freaked out because i thought it was a spider crawling across the um screen because of the way it moves on the game boy color version made it look like a spider and i was like ah and then i looked at him hey, like whoa, whoa. did you throw the game boy like across the room or were you just like freaked out no and, I, like petrified of fear like you couldn't move i don't know what the i don't know what i did to the game boy but i know i didn't throw it because i yeah it was my game boy man i had wanted one of those yeah. for ages and you know i was i didn't want to break it but man it was it freaked me out um it's just like weird things like that that just like you remember yeah and it's like i said it's from something that you wouldn't expect like it's a donkey kong you won't expect it from that but but we actually have a really funny one well i thought it was funny from from <laughs> earlier this year with a little game we that i share played with you called uh, resident evil 3 remake uh, I remember it was, uh, I was playing a little bit of it, and we went to the sewer portion of the game. And, like, keep in mind, I knew what was coming up, because, I mean, it, it, it caught me off guard the first time, but didn't scare me, so I was like, maybe it'll scare you. Yeah, I remember we were discussing, too, I was watching old, like, Resident Evil, like, 2 footage and 3, and in the sewer levels, there's, like, giant spiders, 
And I was like, huh, like that's not in, Re- I played Resident Evil 2. I did not see a giant, single giant spider. So I was like, huh, I wonder why they got rid of that enemy. I was like, that would be pretty cool to just have like giant spiders in the game. And then I was discussing with you and I was like, huh, does like, what what's in the sewers? Because I think I played the portion with like the weird like kind of spider plant things. Yeah, yeah. You played the whole beginning part. Yeah. So I was like, huh, one of this is down here. And I asked you, like, is there any like weird like spider swamp monster enemies and you're just like giving like a oh you're like oh i don't know like you'd be like oh you might be surprised and then because obviously you knew what was going to happen and then i'm walking down the sewers and i'll have the light up and all that and i just uh there's two pathways one to my right one to my left i go to the left side but then i notice on my right hand side like huh i saw something you know in the peripheral of my vision and i was like oh i wonder what that is and I thought, I was like, oh, it must be, like, uh, you know, a zombie, you know, just like I just saw it in the corner of my eye. And I, there's no sound. I turn around, like, I grab my character, and I'm turning it. Right when I look, there's a giant monster right in my face, and it's about to eat me alive. And I just remember, like, I don't know if I screamed, but I remember it just it startled me. And I, and I was just like... I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I remember it just it scared the pants off me. It, it was very funny. And I freaked me out. And you just started laughing because, like, I saw it, and then I tried to run away, and then it ended up, like, eating me. And then I, I died. And, like, I had, I'm had i not lying. My, like, jaw was on the floor because I just, I realized what happened, and I was like, okay, that was pretty funny because the way I freaked out. The, the way they have that moment set up where the giant lizard thing comes at you is is pretty genius, though, because when you, <laughs> you're not seeing it as you walk up to it. It, it, no. it more or less walks up to you before you can see it. And then, you know, you have to, like, beat those things because they're, they, they're one-shots. So, like, they, they will kill your character in, in one shot. Jill will not survive a bite from the lizard thing. No. Um, uh, that freaked me out, and I remember we had a really good laugh about it, though. Yeah, it was a good laugh. And, dude, those lizard things show up during, like, a timed sequence uh, later on in the game. Like, like a like a container pops open, and they start walking out of it. And it was like, how do we, how, those things are so hard to deal with. And and for Plat on that game, you had to beat it on the hardest mode. And thank, thank God for the rocket launcher. Oh, yes, because I was like, I remember at one point, I think I was just like, I'm done with this game. This game's too scary yeah. as a joking matter. But I was like, oh, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah. But it was really it was really funny at the end of the day. But it was scary in that moment because I was like, oh, I see something in the corner of my eye. I turn around. It's just a big monster staring at me. Yeah. So on the uh, topic of scary, you want to hear something scary? All right. Lay it on me. What's scary? That Avengers game. Oh. And the literal amount of grinding. I, I can't right now. It's just, I think I can maybe play one or two missions a week, but man, right now I think the Avengers game needs to be benched until we get an upgrade or a new character because I'm starting to not feel it. I, it's Man, this is a whole saga with you. This whole game is now a saga. I know, it's it's a, it's a recurring bit on the show now. Um, yeah. But I can't tell you how much I love the gameplay, and the story was good. I love the gameplay. The combat's great. It's just everything else. The online portion is just... I know I'm... This is not the first and will not be the last time I complain about this, I'm sure. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw a Completionist's video of Avengers, but I kind of share some thoughts with with him on that. Um. So there's Avengers. That's all I want to say about that this week.
Hulk, I mean, uh, Spider-Man is gonna supposedly come out for P, uh, PlayStation, right? Yes. There's a whole like DLC with that, and hopefully that will. I mean, the gameplay is great, so I'm sure it'll be fine. They just need to add more like multiplayer, some diversity in the content. I think it. I'm getting sick of, you know, destroying the same reactors and fighting the same robots. Live services, everybody. Um. I've played a little more Hades, still have not beat a run. Actually, I have not gotten as far as I got last week when we talked about Hades. But I'm building up my resistance and um, I finally got to meet Demeter in the game. And her uh, boons give you ice powers or like freeze powers or whatnot. So there's our weekly Hades update. Um, two more little things before I get to my big thing for this week. Um, Super Mario 35, I've played it for maybe 20 minutes so far, but it's really fun. It's like you are playing through Mario stages one after the other. Sometimes they repeat, sometimes they don't, um, against 34 other people and, and you target people similarly to Tetris 99. And once you target somebody and you defeat an enemy, that enemy will go to their ghost or to their game as a ghost spooky ghost um even bowser so there was one point where i just (laughs) had like three bowsers on my screen and i just had to take a hit and lose the fire flower oh boy i mean i imagine if this wasn't like original mario this was maybe like uh mario 3 and that bowser's pretty difficult to kind of take care of um i think what keeps I think what makes this game interesting for me though is that you level up and you learn or you earn little badges for your profile that are like of Mario enemies or characters from Mario and I'm like they got me. They got me with that. I don't get why this is only available until March 31st, but they definitely got me with the the collectible element. Like you know me, I like to level up and earn things when I level up. Unlike Avengers where you level up and your level doesn't really matter unless you're going for skills because everything is judged off your power level uh (laughs) animal crossing halloween update i was i mentioned it last week uh it's it's here now you you can buy a a whole one piece of candy every day to pass out on the 31st and i grew a pumpkin patch in animal crossing The first major thing I've done to my island since I started the game was I made a little pumpkin patch. And, you know, there's like 32 pumpkins there and I'm real proud of it. So I still play Animal Crossing every single day. It's very, uh, mm, what's the word I'm looking at? It's relaxing and meditative, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that from that game. Alrighty. So... We'll talk about squadrons in a bit. Uh, wh- what have you <laughs> been playing this week? Uh, not much. Uh, I've been playing my usuals like Siege, yeah. uh, Fall Guys, and all that. Couple Among Us games here and there. But uh, one thing I did uh, a- attempt and I succeeded was saving all survivors in uh, Dead Rising Two. Uh, with the first one, uh, I plotted that one. That was uh, a really hard plot to do oh, because yeah. you had to do a whole fourteen hour uh, run nonstop. Like you could pause it, but like you couldn't save it. You had to just do the fourteen hours one sitting. 
Um, and with two, I'm surprised, and I didn't know this, that there is no trophy for saving all survivors, but I did still do the all survivor uh, You'd think uh, they'd make run, that I a guess. trophy, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I didn't get a single trophy, and I was just like, what? What's? I thought it was like glitched. But then I looked, I was like, oh, there is no trophy. Oh, I know all about glitched trophies. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> shark game, Maneater. But, um... I, I guess with Dead Rising, I have only could really talk about, like, 1 and 2. I haven't really played 3 and 4. 4, I guess, wasn't that great. And 3 is only an Xbox exclusive. I don't really have an Xbox to play it on. Um, But from 1 compared to 2, 2 is much easier. 1 was, uh, like I said, it's a little bit more difficult. But I think 1 is still the better. After, I used to think that 2 was better. But after really platinuming it 100%ing the first one i think one does have that special place mm-hmm. in uh dead rising fans heart because it's such a good game it's such a simple game it takes place in a in a mall um with this one it takes place in like uh fortune city which is basically like las vegas um doesn't it's not really a mall city it's just like a, i guess a, like the las vegas strip there's multiple places to go to Ooh, do you have to fight against the house the house <sighs> No, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> that was uh, a, that was a Need for Speed payback reference. <laughs> go ahead, go on, go on. <laughs> I did not know that, but there, I mean, you do get to fight a, a tiger. There's a tiger in the game. Tiger King. But <laughs> Tiger King. But yeah, there's a tiger in that game. But uh, I guess with with Dead Rising, it is a horror theme game. It's a zombie, but it's like a funny type of horror. It's like it has its funny moments. But it does also have its really creepy, eerie, scary moments because it's still a horror game at first. Uh, I guess with this one, it's just getting getting all the survivors wasn't so hard compared to the. It's not memorable. This one's kind of like AI is a bit better. I know a lot of people complain about like the first one's AI, but I think that's what gives it its charm that it's such a broken, non-working AI that you want to save these people, but they're like just being real dumb AI, you know, going off somewhere, getting eaten by a zombie somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when you have to do like the save eight people in one go, it's like really frustrating because you're just like, oh, if someone doesn't make it. I have to load an old save file and just like do this all over again. Yeah. But uh, with Dead Rising Two, I would, I would say it's better than like it's probably better than the fourth one, most likely. I don't know if it's better. Like I said, I haven't really paid three. I wouldn't really know, but three kind of has like that like walking dead like kind of brown filter to it Ah. like everything's brown and like sand like i kind of don't like that yeah the second one seems like a very vibrant colorful little jaunt through a fortune city yeah it's all colorful and i like that like i don't know how i feel about the whole like just brown filter over like zombie games yeah i don't know i'd rather have it be like one and two where it's it has it has its funny moments and it has its serious moments but at the same time you can have a good time with the game and the boss fights are pretty are pretty cool there has some you know uh pretty good psychopaths to like fight in that game but i i'm trying to go for the plat Mm -hmm. uh but what's stopping me is the whole online trophies oh yeah because i don't know how active the online service is i don't know if i could uh, there might be a few people playing it here and there, but I don't know if I can, you know, get it when they're also playing it. Yeah. You never know. But uh, I'll probably try uh, an attempt for the plat. I'm not sure I really want to go for it because the first one was rewarding. Like, once you actually do 
the 14 hour run you're just like yes i got the plat like seven day survivor i'm like i did it i'm done with this one's just kind of like yeah the trophies are here and there but they're kind of out of place trophies like i said there's no like save all survivors trophy mm-hmm. that's kind of weird like i said i expected that from that this is, game but that is kind of weird but as as a whole i think dead rising is probably that like i said dead rising is probably the best one and then I think off the record might be better than two actually, which off the record is like a what if scenario. That's what the if, one we uh, played, right? Yes, that's the one we played, and that one has the base man suit, right? Proto man. Proto man. I don't know which one it was, but it has proto man, and then you want to get that one, but we need to play that one. Yeah, again. we haven't finished that, but I have my qualms with it, but it it gets better as you progress through it. Because you really don't like how slow you are. Yeah, it's a little sluggish for me, but again, it, it gets better as you progress through it and get your, your magazines and the skateboard. There was a skateboard in that, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a skateboard in the game we're, the game we're talking about next week, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, I don't know, I just feel like with this one, I just feel like I'm, I guess I'm a little disappointed for the trophy list, because I'm like, eh, that should have just been there. I feel like one had a more uh, rewarding trophy system and not tied to any online like trophies, which yeah. it kind of sucks with some games like Last of Us for PS3. Like those that service went down, so you can't get any of those trophies. So you can't. Oh, they closed off. Uh... Yeah. I know they closed off Twisted Metal, which was heartbreaking. Yeah. That sucks for you because you said you're pretty active on the online service and then they yeah i i had the trophy for winning a, a, an online match every day for 30 days straight on twisted metal oh boy i love and that I, I, that's like a what is that like a silver it was a bronze dude it's a bronze <laughs> that one was a bronze dude the trophy list in that game is insane i mean i guess it matches with the game it's twisted metal yeah. might as well have insane trophies for it one of the trophies was like get 50 online kills with each vehicle and that was hard too because i i usually ran like one or two different vehicles but online trophies it's hit or miss yeah it's one of those where it's like you really do have to get it when it comes out because you don't know how active the online service will be later yeah but uh i think that's pretty much what i did so i'll try to attempt the plat for it but i don't know if i'll be able to do it we'll see time will tell exactly yep so one last thing i played this week was that new star wars squadrons game and let me tell you let me just start by saying that the game is really really good um barring all the kind of news surrounding it it's really good um the story is about it's like two prologue missions and like 14 missions and it follows um your custom character for the uh, new republic your custom uh, character from the empire's you know um remnants basically uh and the the whole thing is that uh before uh the empire before the emperor before return of the jedi i'll say um there's a defector from the empire uh lyndon james and he goes to the rebellion so most of the game takes place uh after the emperor's been defeated darth vader is dead um and it's just real interesting kind of star wars flight simi um 
storyline, there's no huge consequence, but they're like building a ship out of Star Destroyers that they steal, and Hera from Star Wars Rebels shows up in it, uh, Wedge Antilles shows up in it. It's just kind of this normal Star Wars story that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the Jedi or the Sith or whatever. It's just kind of grounded in, in, um, the X-Wings and TIE Fighters type storyline. Now, I will say that I really like the gameplay. It's beautiful. Every ship feels unique. There are four ships for each side, and they are all completely different from each other. But this is... um, I compared this to Gran Turismo. I said this is the Gran Turismo of Star Wars games because the... It's not something you can pick up and play. Um, Uh It's not a game where I could put on the share play for you or give someone a controller and say oh it's easy um you've played starfighter assault with me in battlefront 2 and yes. it's it's pretty easy to fly the ship it's a little harder to get kills but in this game it's easier to get kills but it's a little harder to fly the ship like the aiming is a little more forgiving in this one but you need to if you're playing for the rebellion or the new republic i should say you need to be able to switch your ship's power systems between um, speed boosts or shields or um, attack. So say if I had a missile coming at me, I could switch to speed mode, lower my throttle to halfway, and then start doing and then start moving around uh, like erratically because then I could avoid the missile. Whereas on Battlefront 2, you'd press a button. And that button would make you do a maneuver that avoided whatever was coming at you. So this is a little more involved. You can have shields up. And if somebody's shooting you from behind, you can divert all of the shield power to behind you. If someone's shooting in front, you can divert it all to in front of you. You can uh, do a speed boost into a drift. Um, it's really in-depth. Um, there's multiple weapons for each uh, starfighter. There's different types of bombs for the tie bomber uh there's shields you can send out to people you can send people commands um so there's two online modes uh dog fights which is your team deathmatch it's really fun it's what i've spent i think i've spent about two hours in the online dog fights so far very fun and i feel like i'm a little i i, I don't want to like jinx myself but i think i'm decent at it which is rare for for a multiplayer game for me I was gonna say, is, is there's a story mode, right? Yeah, there's story mode. Okay. I finished the story, um, but the other online mode is fleet battles, where mm-hmm. you're on one of you're either on New Republic side or Empire side, and you have to defeat other players or AI ships until you get morale, so you can go attack their um, capital ships. Each team has mm-hmm. two capital ships, and you know it can bounce back and forth between the teams attacking the capital ships. And then once those capital ships are destroyed, there's a flagship, the giant star destroyer uh, for the Empire in this case. Um, or I'm forgetting the name of the, the New Republic ship, but they're the big ships. And they've got so much like nonsense shooting at your starfighter, like so many lasers and turrets. And you have to like take out their shield systems and their power systems and everything else and then shoot each like section of the of the flagship so that it's destroyed and that mode's really hard and i'm not good at that mode at all 
<laughs> oh, it does sound like like the Gran Turismo of like Star Wars games. Oh yeah, it's a it's like a Star Wars simulation, like X Wing simulation. Um, the whole thing's playable in VR, and I think my brain would melt playing that in VR because I'm such a huge Star Wars fan. Like, I don't know the whole like VR. I mean, you say you have to like turn on. Uh, do you, in, I guess in VR would you actually have to like move the actual throttle like by hand like you actually have to physically do it like in game well yeah you you control the throttle with the left stick you'd probably still have to do that but you'd have free look like you could look around the cockpit of your starfighter while you're flying around with the controller um some it's flight stick compatible so some people have a flight stick i think that would be kind of hard and people don't seem like they get used to it right away but i'm fine with the controller um i kind of want to turn off crossplay because most of the people that I get matched up with are playing on PC, and I don't know what advantages that might have, but I tried turning off crossplay and I couldn't find a match, which means I'm saying I think most of the player base is on PC, so I'm just going to keep it on. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like for some people, this is not, like I say, it's not a game that you could just, like, plug in and, like, oh, I'm just, no, it's definitely my... It's definitely not arcadey like Battlefront 2. Yeah. It is more or less like the Gran Turismo where you do have to kind of pay attention to what you're doing. You can't just press a button and they'll do it for you. You kind of have to, I guess, do a sequence of, of commands in order for it to be done. Yeah. It's like if you want to dodge a missile that's coming at you, you either press circle to use your countermeasures, which have to recharge, or you uh, put your throttle at halfway because the maneuvering to avoid the missile only works when the throttle is halfway because that's when you can make sharper turns if you're going too slow you can't make sharp turns if you're going too fast you can't make sharp turns so you kind of have to know where your throttle is at um in this game and you have to know when to put the shield ability up and you know need to know when to move the shields to the front or the back it's it's a lot to it, it took me a while to learn I mean, how would you rate it overall as, like, a game compared... To, I guess compared to, like, Battlefront 2, that style of, like, arcade as being very, like, tactical, how would you compare it to that? Like, where would you put it above or below it? As far as the Starfighter modes, I would put it far, far above what we got in Battlefront 2. I would say this is what I would have hoped was in Battlefront 2 um, mm-hmm. when Starfighter Assault... Uh, was added i mean they had it in battlefront one the the 2015 battlefront i should say but i thought they'd rework it a little more in battlefront 2 and this just kind of seems like the starfighter assault mode that that should be there because there's a basic dogfight mode in this one which is all i wanted not this whatever we got in battlefront 2 with all the objectives and everything no i want to fight an x-wing against a tie fighter that's that's how i want to play this game and it's scratching that itch for me do you think it's a it's criminal and this game's not getting a ps5 for what we know so far it's not getting a ps5 i i was gonna bring this up next um yeah this game is not is confirmed not confirmed i guess to be getting a ps5 update and not actually they said they're not planning on any uh expansion to it they're treating it as a quote-unquote old school uh deal where you pay for what you get it's a budget game it's 40 bucks and you know there's there's enough here to warrant 40 dollars but at the same time like there's so many other planets they could add 
I don't even care if they add ships, just more maps. It's not hard to make a space map with a planet in the background and some floating rocks or debris, is it? Considering all the free content they gave to Battlefront, like Scarif vast maps with just tons of stuff, tons of like things, I, I think Motive could, you know, make a few maps. So I'm hoping that the game takes off well enough to where they consider that in the future and a next-gen yeah. update. Um, it does run at a pretty good 60 uh, consistently, though. I think we're missing the important question here. What's that? Tell me about the tell me about the Ewok. Oh, yes, we. <laughs> there is um there is an Ewok little uh, bobblehead toy you can buy <laughs> for your ship, and I think after I buy the metallic green paint for the X-wing, I will be purchasing the the Ewok for my X-wing because you can have them in your ship, and you look at them while you're shooting down enemies, and you'd be like, hey. There's a little Ewok. There's a little Ewok. <laughs> Except it's in space. Um, so the trophies are glitched. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's what's with it with you with playing a game? They're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is it, and then the trophies are all, like Man Eater was glitched. Yeah, and it's getting a PS5 upgrade, but they're not the same trophies. It's a whole oh, yeah, new the trophies trophy aren't getting. Transfer and now with this one well it's a, i wasn't same i wasn't glitch. planning on going for plat in this because it's ridiculous the, the requirements for platinum in this game are ridiculous but when i beat the story it didn't give me my trophies and i think that's because there was a glitch where if you go into multiplayer while you're still doing the story you lose the medals from the levels you've already completed i don't know the game got a patch today maybe that'll fix it but i'm not too worried about the plat for this game the only thing not having those two trophies is doing for me is not raising my brand new shiny um trophy <laughs> level you know you know what this is right what is this 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 is the borderlands curse oh. this is what got to you told you so ever since that whole platinum problem that's a with deep the cut locations that's a deep cut it's ever since borderlands came to our life Oof. the story of my borderlands three plat I'll tell oh, it on the man. podcast one day. Yeah, one that's, day. A, that's a save that, for later. That's that's like a <laughs> that's, that's a, a nightmare. Little taste of what that's we have in nightmare. store. That's gonna take at least fifteen minutes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so is that about all we got on the the old list today? I think so. I don't think there's nothing much that happened. I guess I would say I was surprised because I didn't. I don't think I touched upon this on the teardown of the PS5. Uh-huh. I'm surprised at how easy it looked. To like put it together and take, take it, apart. it apart. The face plates. Yes, with like for the PS4, it, it looked it was pretty difficult, but I got it down. Mm-hmm. And what I like about the PS5 is that if you want to replace the fan, you can just take off the plastic white, you know, like cover. Yeah. And just screw it off. You don't have to because with the PS4, you have to get to the motherboard. Uh-huh. You have to take it all apart, get to the motherboard to replace the fan. And I like that. Oh no, Sony's really making it where it's like, hey, if you need to replace a fan, you could just take off the sheet, you know, the plastic cover, put it in. There you go. You don't have to go to the motherboard. Oh, you need a SSD. Unscrew this little, you know, corner here. Put in your SSDs. And I do like uh, the dust collector slots oh, yeah. that we didn't talk about. That I really like because to anyone who listens, never ever blow uh, compressed air in your console. I know this from experience. My I had to replace my PS4 pen, uh, fan because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to use a vacuum 
through the vents to suck out all the dust bunnies and all the dust and all the dirt or hair or whatever it gets in your console. And I do appreciate Sony's adding like dust covers or collector spots where you can just get the vacuum and just take all that dust out. So your console won't sound like a jet engine. But with PS5, they said it is quiet and it doesn't overheat. And it's 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 just, I don't know, it's just a really cool thing about the PS5. And we're like 35 oh, days yeah. away we're from getting it. We're close to PS5, all right. Uh, so once we get that, I guess, uh, for marketing map, we primarily play on P- PlayStation would be, I guess, our main console. Yeah, I do PlayStation and Switch. I say in general, we're, we just play, we do play, but I think as a primary console, we talk a lot about yeah. PlayStation. So when that PS5 does come, we will give our opinions on the console. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of surprises coming in November and... There's plenty of surprises coming this month, including a very special episode next week. And remember, the game features a skateboard, but it's not the game you think it is. (laughs) So, um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, Thank you, as always, for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MarkersOnTheMap. Listen to us on Apple, and I'm going to try my hardest to get us on other um, podcast directories pretty soon, and maybe YouTube as well. Um, and hey, it's like we always say, at the end of the day, the real time splitters too was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye.